2: Welcome to the Nurse Podcast number 461. This is the first episode of 2014, looking ahead to bright days of hopefulness and harbors of prosperity that await you at various points for this brave new calendar year for which we measure time with our trips around the fiery mass at the center of our solar neighborhood this is the perfect episode to start 2014 with uh this is brody stevens who has we've been friends with for years and years and years brody is an hilarious comic i'll use the archaic article and hilarious for that and uh and brody had a pretty public breakdown and uh and came back from it and he's working on it and he's Wonderful. He does warm up for at midnight and uh, Comedy Central. And Zach Alfanakis um, executive produced this show for Comedy Central called Enjoy It. And it started December 1st and ends January 5th, is the last episode, but it'll be up on ComedyCentral.com. And it's sort of this comedy drama docuseries about Brody coming back from the edge of sanity. And uh, we love him. And you should also check out his podcast, The Stephen Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship. And you should check out this podcast, which you're now currently listening to. Just so keep doing the thing that you're already doing. Um, and then you can follow Brody on, on Twitter as well. This episode of the Nervous Podcast was brought to you by Funimation Entertainment, North America's leading distributor of anime. We were in Las Vegas, um, a bunch of, a big group of us, uh, me and Chloe and Granny Mahara and our friend Michelle Morrow and... And uh, Nathan Fillion and his girlfriend Christina and we all went to Otakon, which is uh, a huge anime festival, a huge anime convention back east. And uh, they just, this is the first year that they launched it in Las Vegas. And so we went yesterday and had an absolute blast and I, of course, bought a bunch of stuff. I keep buying patches at cons that I'm never going to sew on any clothing, but I'm obsessed with them. I'm, I'm just like a trinket squirrel where I just like rifle through and uh, and then just hoard Horde piles of stickers and and patches But we met the Funimation guys And um, they're bringing The season sets of Dragon Ball Z For the 25th anniversary to Blu-ray For the first time Did you get an Xbox or a PS4 for Well great, now you you get Dragon Ball Z on Blu-ray It's been restored, it's been remastered For the modern era Taking advantage of the technology and delivering an amazing picture for the 1080p uh, and widescreen televisions. You can get the entire first season for as low as $24.99. And as a special offer for Nerdist listeners, go to shop.funimation.com and use the offer code NERDIST when checking out to get an additional 20% off when you get Dragon Ball Z Season 1 on Blu-ray. So thanks to Funimation. uh, They were super nice guys. And um, thanks to Oticon for having us out to the convention. And now here's episode number four sixty one of the Nerdy Pod, the Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> really, I. Mean, I you that
0: word.
2: <laughs> How's your voice over there?
0: It's Great. You I'm doing this on purpose? It's you an have exercise. You
2: have Vegas voice. Oh come on. Vegas takes everything else away from you. Why not? Why not your voice too? Yeah. When you come here, you might as well just leave with your voice. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get it back as we exit the uh, well, the state line. Uh, they'll give you your voice back. It. Uh, I, I meant to say Brody Stevens on the Nerds podcast, and I said nerdy Stevens on the Brodist podcast. Okay. Brodist!
1: Now entering nerdist.com
3: Steven, you got it. Welcome. I feel welcomed. You should be. I've been in this room before. You have. Who? Who? Have you? Did Pete's podcast? I did Pete's podcast. Did you make it weird? Um, it was fun. It was weird. I guess it was weird. I didn't make it weird. Pete actually made it weird. He's very good. How dare he? (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys talk about? I forget. Actually, my memory is so bad. Uh, but it was fun. It was good. The feedback was positive. And I would love to come back. It was—I I can't remember, to be honest. So you could go back and talk about the same exact thing again.
1: It'll be would. fresh to buddy. it. Could
3: be.
2: Yeah. I mean, I—I I, do—I do tend to repeat things. <laughs> is that—is uh, that from a cocktail of medications that you have to take? You know, um,
3: you want right? Yeah, I don't know. I've always been that way. I've kind of always been, um, you know, just obsessive about. Thinking about things like forgetting things, I already forgot. I am on meds, yes, Chris, and uh, it is—it's a, a constant battle. It's a constant, you know, balance, and I'm—I'm I'm going through that right now. I'm letting you know I'm detoxing. You might see that's why, you know, I'm flailing a little bit. I got to watch it, but I feel good actually. What I are you it.
2: detoxing from?
3: No, I'm just trying to like get off clonopin. I, I oh. don't want to be on it, and yeah. I don't—I'm not—I don't think I need to be on it. I'm—I'm I'm taking, you know, I'm taking my. Lamech doll, which Dr. Drew said is a safety net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, you know, I don't like being on Klonopan. I don't like the fact that if I don't take something for two or three days, my, my hands start sweating. I start going into, like, withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. You look up. And I don't want to do that. So I feel, you know, before I get in too deep with it and I get, you know, my body... F- it, maybe i'm already beyond that i don't i i heard i just hear nightmares i've heard it's hard to get off of and then i'm feeling it i mean it's got to be related to it because whenever i i don't take it for a couple three days my hands starts sweating i get a little tightness in my i get a little but it's withdrawal you kind of have to go through that yeah and not you know not stop you know that's you got to fight through it so i think if i talk about it and it's in a lot of it's you know it is physical but some of it's in my head too you know you're bat. that's why i feel like stay the course brody you're talking about it you're not doing anything weird you should be you know you got to talk to your doctors but my friends know but um you know it's just i'm not gonna you know i don't want to be a guy who says pop a pill you know i want to explore all avenues first but be smart about it you know i have a past i messed up so i gotta let people know what i'm doing kind of but you know i'm not feeling that great you know what maybe mentally or physically i'm not exercising so before i pop a pill yeah you know i need to exercise first you know maybe maybe that's that that's something i need Uh, not just exercise but maybe a little therapy but initially what comes to my head is exercise, you know, so I'm not going to pop a pill in place of exercise. If I'm exercising and I still feel, I don't feel horrible, yeah. but I still feel the way I feel, then I'll consider, you know, talking with my doctors and friends or whatever, you know, whatever, maybe going back on a med, but to make that decision when you haven't explored the other, I'm not saying natural avenues, but I'm talking about therapy Maybe yoga hiking, you know the exercise then i'll I'll go back to that, so, but I also feel like yeah, you know I am going through your body physically goes through stuff too, yeah, so. withdrawal basically just from i mean i wasn't
2: ever I wasn't ever addicted to anything as heavy as clonopin, but it was just it was just smoking and booze, but I do remember that the withdrawal sort of feels like a um it sort of felt like a molecular hunger, like where it's just this really deep, like you your body is telling you, like, I need something, I it's need bad. that
1: thing. Whenever I've uh, tried to stop smoking, <laughs> I've always been cold turkey, and it uh, never went well. I would just start sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating. I'm going through sweats. Yeah.
2: Did you do that book that Paul F. Tompkins did, which is the... I should do the book? You should do the you should do the program that Paul Paul F. Tompkins did because Paul was a pretty heavy smoker and it did he what did he do he went to a hypnotist no 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 he read this book oh it's, okay it, it's I can't remember what it's like the natural way to quit it was some sort of a quitting smoking book and it it doesn't you don't quit cold turkey it just sort of slowly weans you off it and for I mean I had until just now I had forgotten yeah Paul used to smoke all the time but he this book got him to quit and he's not smoked since. <laughs> yeah we'll find out but we'll find I out really, we'll find out
1: really like smoking
2: i don't know if there's you like a, i don't know if there's the natural way to quit Klonopin i'm not sure that's a I don't, book that you could yeah
3: <laughs> but a lot of people take it when i mean when i mentioned clonopin on stage and i haven't been taking it you know more i've been taking it maybe a year and mm-hmm. i only took it because i wasn't i was feeling anxiety i was in a you know i i felt I had anxiety. I had fears. But those fears were... They've been documented. Fears... You know, I didn't like living in Hollywood. I was on different meds. So anyway, it brought out anxiety. And so I felt like... I even researched. I brought up to my doctor. I said, could I try? You think clonopin may help me? I read on... About Benzo. I can't pronounce the whole thing. And she was willing. My doctor, she said, yeah, let's... If you're, you know... So she prescribed it and I did feel better mm-hmm. it did it did but I I I think part of that was me making changes in my life you know moving back to the valley adjusting the 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 meds that I was taking so I was taking the clonopin still and I was feeling like you know I'm really not I don't have anxiety I'm feeling good I would I was yeah. taking that you know I was on the oddball comedy tour all last you know late summer and we were traveling around and I was Stayed on my Klonopin, and then I, I just... But I wasn't anxious. I didn't have anxiety at that point. I, I was feeling good, and I don't... Honestly, right now, I don't have anxiety. Yeah, I feel good right now. So yeah. I'm, I'm letting you know, like, I feel good. Good. And I just don't want to be hooked on that stuff. It's hard to... uh Get around the idea of like, oh, I have to,
2: you know, like having to, like you said, having to do something, having to take something every day. But uh, I, the tricky part about head stuff is that, especially with anxiety, is that you don't know what's a real concern and what is a manufactured what is your brain yeah. fucking with you? Oh, it's, it's in my together. head all Fuck, the time. I don't. I know it's usually, it's almost always proven. Oh, we're Matt just we, like it. It. We, we spill water. water. That's why you put a cap on the Not water. A lot.
1: I was reaching f- to drink more of okay. it. And, uh, <laughs> Matt, did I call My motor skills. My motor way. skills. <laughs> no, See, I was, no. Has it been running. a while since a yeah.
3: cigarette met? <laughs> Guys, it's been like 20 minutes. That's a nicotine twitch. <laughs> <laughs> nicotine twitch.
2: twitch. Nick a Twitch, um, but uh, yeah, you don't know. It's it's it can be very tricky to know like what because every time you know you can go well I've had a, a hundred anxiety attacks in the last year and every single one has just turned out to be anxiety and so it's not real. But this one, maybe this one, there's something really. So it it
3: is kind of it's 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 a fucked up way it's, to have to. It's tricky, and then when you throw in the fact that you're you know a, a, we're performers or comedians and you're. Not that we're better. That doesn't make that that's not what I'm saying. No, no, but no. That's whole, we are. We're better. We are. We're better. But yeah. how you react with you're interacting. So if you're not in control of your head and your thoughts, how you react with people, for me, if I'm not feeling right and sensitive and, you know, already tension because maybe I'm withdrawing withdrawing, you know, that could lead you know, I really have to check myself. You know, I I don't want to before you wreck I, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be unprofessional, which I'm not. But I also, you know what, Chris? Honestly, it is ninety percent in my head. It really is. You know, so that's kind of you just got to kind of quiet those those voices. And
1: also, working helps. Well, the shitty part is a hundred percent of your head controls a hundred percent of your body. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you're yeah yeah you're right it, uh, you're you're it's it's just kind of weird you know your brain your 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 chest i mean your in your gut i feel like there's just just thinking of those three things like my brain you know i'm willing to admit my brain you know these are normal thoughts my gut those are my instincts i feel like you mm-hmm. know what that's uh that's not normal my instincts are i are, are different are unique so i trust my instincts my head normal. My instincts not different, not normal, mm. but in a good way. But my my heart is in it, caught in the middle. You know what I mean? It's like I I I, I got to watch my health mm. and w- what you know. I don't go into that red zone, but I know if I I, I could if I'm in that situation and I'm kind of you know I know when I'm vulnerable. So that's one thing I learned. I, you know, I'm not going to go to. You know, cause problems. I don't have road rage, but I do think like, Hey, this last, you know, when you have the sweaty palms for not being on Klonopin for three days, if somebody, you know, honked at me or said something bad on Twitter, would I overreact? And would it get my blood pumping, you know, in a bad way? Yeah. And that's what I'm fearful of. And I don't like, and I feel for a lot of maybe because of my show you know that i'm in a kind of a vulnerable state right now a little bit and then also adjusting some meds maybe i'm not saying this is the right time or not time it's a balance act either way but i am feeling good so good you know i'm not i'm not depressed there's no depression there's no dark thoughts it's like i, I just got to stay in the pocket yeah. is a,
2: is a part but you sort of sort of alluding to what you're saying before is part of you are you scared of yourself at all or do you sort of feel like ah, I can, you know, I recognize the signs if I'm getting a little out of control, and I'll I can handle it.
3: I mean, uh, I mean, scared. That's yeah. I mean, I I get scared that you know, especially now. I mean, I should be I should be meeting with my doctor on a regular basis. She's doing a great job, so. I do talk about it. I let my friends know, like, hey, you know, I, I because I, I'm not saying I'm anti-therapy. They're, it's great. But sometimes you do need a change in, you know, change in a voice or an opinion. And, you know, but like I said, feeling good. I just uh, want to stay healthy. I mean, that's the number one thing. I have heart disease in my family. Mm. So, we, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, and they take I mean, my, my my. My condolences, Chris. Oh, and, thank you. You know. Thank you. Um I should have wrote you a letter. No, I had it. No, I no, felt no, no, I, no. I, I have it. I
2: actually have it. No, that's very sweet. It's it's I don't ever whatever anyone says or does, if they don't say anything, I, I know that you know, all of my friends are nice people, and I know that they feel, you know, like, hey, that sucks, or they feel bad, and they don't, they don't, they can either express it or they don't. It's totally. It's I totally should have though. No, 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 no.
1: It's totally, totally. I fine. bought the card. <laughs> well, I mean, if you bought the card, Brody, <laughs> I know you should probably have brought it.
2: But <laughs> listen, if yeah. I have another dad that dies, you can give me that card, okay? Then you so what you're saying is it. I
1: should marry your mother? Yes, yes yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Listen, Matt works out a lot. He still <laughs> smokes like a chimney. <laughs>
2: You might not have to hold on to it for long. <laughs> Let me ask one oh more I don't feel so bad if you drop dead in the next not. He's not. Like, he's, not six, he's good. He's months. good. He's good. Please don't well, die. I'll be he's on the five. Irvine hey, tonight. Please don't die just so I don't
3: feel like an asshole. Wear your seatbelt. The most it's selfish way I drive to a Volvo, guys. Oh, that's I'll a, be fine. I drove a Volvo at one point. Very safe car. a safe car and you feel great good in it. A crash cage. Chris, not to bring this up, but sure. I mentioned yeah. heart disease and you know it's fine. And it's. My father died, had a heart attack. My father had two heart attacks, two double bypasses. My uncles, my my mother had a quadruple bypass. So I feel like genetically it's in me and maybe emotionally it's in me. Mm -hmm. So that plays into it. You know, there's just, it's a, like I said, it's a balancing act. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to, exercise first before i do anything rash i'm gonna go you know what i, I mean I, I get a physical i'm not gonna i'm not like need to go to urgent care i'm just letting you guys know yeah but i do want to exercise you know people say like i feel like crap i have an exercise for yeah. a couple weeks yes, i'm kind of maybe that. going through that
1: it's that's my favorite hour of the day is the exercising i love it
3: yeah i i just I mean I used to love hiking Runyon Canyon but I'm going to get back into kettlebells. too busy. Let's too
1: change busy. the canyon. Let's go to a different It is one. too busy. Yeah. Aren't they
3: going to shut it down? I heard they sh- I heard
2: they shut I heard down a uh, an entrance so- to it. I thought they were I'd heard that some some company like bought a bunch of property and they were going to like shunk
3: like shut it shut it down. I, I read something like you're anti. I mean, I, I we said Runyon
1: Canyon. You I kind don't of enjoy the. I like, felt a reaction. Don't care for you it. You know
3: what would really be fun? Funyon Canyon.
2: Funyon. Oh my hype, god! Hike you get a, out a, out a out mountain of funyuns every
1: quarter mile. Bag of funyuns.
3: Yeah, Funyons.
2: Or they put m- like
1: the amount. They put the amount of funyuns that it takes to burn the calories you're going up, so it negates the entire hike. Yeah, but there you get you to you enjoy Funyons. It's a net win.
2: Yeah, I can't. I I had to stop going to Runyon Canyon because of the
1: much of a scene,
2: it is right? a scene, it, and it, but it's not a good one. It's 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 almost like people go there to be seen hiking. Yeah, and 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 the, it's it's just a weird. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've told this story before. The last time I went to Running Canyon was years ago, and I was walking up the hill, and then these these two sort of like these type of girls walk Whoa. by. This type of girl, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. And so visiting, and, visiting and, and, from Van Nuys. As I was, as they were, as they park. were walking by, all I heard. The only part of their conversation I heard was... And then my friend Emily totally levitated. And then they just kept... Totally levitated? (laughs) Totally levitated. My friend Emily totally levitated.
3: (laughs) But, like, really, seriously. Better than Chris Angel?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, because Emily did it for real. Oh, she did it for real. Chris Angel... He's just uh, a mind freak. Yeah. (laughs) He's a mind freak. (laughs) He can get in your head and make you think you saw
1: shit. He's he's an interesting cat to watch. No, no, no. Like, his haircut's different now, and he's just odd. Yeah, I'd like to see a show. Moment. Just
2: well, a... I don't know him. I'm not gonna, you know, as someone who who professes to not judge things before experiencing them, I just all I can say is what I have seen. Whatever your is judgments not to my are taste. of
3: Chris Angel, I've watched. I might watched, be an
2: incredibly sweet guy. What do you What do you know. think,
3: Brody? What do you think? I've watched Mind
1: Freak a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You enjoy the show. You enjoy the program. Well,
2: I've not
3: watched it for a couple of years, but when I saw it, it seemed like. The uh, the the audience watching it, they were over the top, not Maybe real.
2: his show could use Klonopin to take some of the freak levels down. There you go. Line. Bring it down. Yeah, just
3: bring it down freak a little bit. Freak it down. Yeah. You were talking down. about... Freak it down. Da- going- hey, freak it down, Angel. Freak it down a notch. <laughs> I will say this going back to the Runyon Canyon
1: as I talk through the laughter. Please do. Let it be a music bed. <laughs> the best stand-up comedian ever. Just plow through the...
3: <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um... Uh, it's kind of. I won't hike Runyon Canyon now mm-hmm. because of that. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to be seen. I'm not. Right. I, I do have a billboard right now. It's it's kind of weird. I'm not freaking. It's out. It's a great billboard. You just got don't the hike, just billboard. Just don't hike with your headshots. I don't want. Yeah. It's like honestly, I I kind of don't want to do. I do keep my head down. Here's a flash key with my reel. Like don't
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, flash. That billboard went uh, went South Park, Hardwick, Cosby, Stevens.
2: Nice. That's yeah. the evolution That's of that billboard. Nice I never up. saw it in person. I yeah. never saw it in I person. Saw, oh, it's still
1: up. There. I spent a lot of time up. Oh, your That's billboard.
2: Cool. I never, yeah, I didn't, because I don't, I don't. You had a big at sign I didn't want right? to drive the at
1: symbol huh? You know what I love doing? My favorite thing to do. Sunset
2: in La Cienega is a very crowded.
1: Here's a fun game you Pink can play. Dot. I play it with uh, Vanessa Ramos, writer of uh, At Midnight. Now she's on Fox. Cool. But we drive up Sunset, and before we hit the Laugh Factory in the comedy store, we guess who's on the bill. Oh, and we get oh, that's five fun. points for it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Chris D'Elia, right now, good shot of him being at each one. That's a great game. Bobby, Bobby Lee's usually on the Comedy Store. Sure, he's a good guest. He's a good go-to guest. He's great. I'm up there points. tonight, actually. There you I'm go. Up, you're at the, you're at the I, store tonight. I I've
3: had a good run at the Comedy Store. Which room in the OR? I'm in the OR. <laughs> Friday nights, <laughs> late. Done. Do
2: people go? Do, like, do they get crowds? Yeah, yeah the com- a Comedy
3: Store. Sunset. Mm-hmm. Comedy Store does well. Comedy Store. I haven't been there in years. They get a good crowd in meaning people and (laughs) no but i i I don't mind just it
2: always you know the store to me just feels like a weird masonic lodge (laughs) it's like if you're in it you know what i've never been i've never even been inside it's a real it's a mixed bag of like the most you can have some of the weirdest and most amazing and worst like it's a room of superlatives like you can have it's it, it just I think it just runs the gamut from what I remember of like the most amazing show or the weirdest show or the worst show or a show where some guy got up and threw a chair like it's just, it's well oh, it's just... Don Barris
3: <laughs> Don loves throwing
1: chairs I'm gonna add that to my list
3: of people when I drive by <laughs> we love throwing uh, <coughs> chairs are thrown at the comedy store it's just that's the ultimate act of defiance and that and that happens you know Don will throw chairs it's funny um, but yeah I for some reason i've felt at home at the in the comedy store i know it's a hard room that or um i don't get the primetime spots so it's a head thing for me there mm-hmm. meaning that hey if i had a you know if sebastian's out of town or i'm kidding i love saying <laughs> i love sebastian but you know sometimes i'll get i'll go on before 11 yeah. in the or and it's it's a it's a tough, it's a tougher room when you're in that prime time spot at the comedy store and it's a mix. I mean, maybe I'm thinking just from my last experience the other night, it was a special, it was on Christmas. So it was mm-hmm. a special, you know, the crowd was a certain way. But <laughs> I usually go on when they're fractured, like the last, you know, it's like right over the hump. And then I kind of like shake them up a little bit. Yeah. They go, they've seen a lot of comedy at that point. So. It's yeah. If I was to go up at ten thirty or ten o'clock, it's it. I think it's a tough room, and it and makes you probably makes you a better stand-up comedian <clears throat> for sure. you know the road because you're getting the tourists, you're getting locals, you're getting people who are I'm gonna say tour. You get you get tourists yeah. there. So local it's a, local, yeah, I mean, it's a it,
1: local road club.
2: It's it's a, it's the exact opposite experience from performing say here at the Nerdist showroom where exactly. you're you're essentially. I mean, a room like this is is fun, but it doesn't necessarily prepare you for performing in real clubs because you know we're it's the shows are sort of theme shows in that all of our kind of nerdy ilk shows up, and so it's a very safe room, and they get all the references and they're friendly. Where at the comedy store, if you're going up at that point, it's just. It's just a mixed bag of, like, well, whoever showed up, and you got to figure out what the common yeah. points mm-hmm. of, like, the sort of common threads are in that group, and it's really... Well, you know what like, I find is it's they're the, very common It's thread. hard.
1: Men and women are different, guys. They are. There you just go. Just as
2: different as L.A. and New York, <laughs> and air travel, and black people and white people. Oh, I steer all
3: clear of that All different. One. I steer all clear different. All different. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it's a true mixed bag, but I'll say this... Uh, yeah, I mean that's that you you described it perfect and it's like you you like to think that the clubs these days you are building a fan base. You don't want to perform, you know, prepares you for the road, but ultimately do you want to be in a room where you have to fight all the time or to prove that you're a certain way?
2: At a certain point, no. No,
3: at a certain point no. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to like breathe and relax. Be positive. Have fun. I don't want to get mad. I don't for various reasons. But I would like to go to London. I want to go do a pub oh, and kind sure. yeah, 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 bring that, maybe some bring some combative fun. But keep it fun. Yeah. You know, Don't they'll, go in that, red that zone. They'll bring that for you.
2: They'll bring it for
1: you. <laughs> You've been over there? Have you <laughs> oh, done yeah. stand-up?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But the most recent time... People came out to see me on purpose, so it was total it was it was a different experience. But yeah, it's fun. It's the pub the pub shows are kind of a steeplechase. But yeah. if if you can I wanna do if it. If you can not get thrown off I think you would do great actually. I think I've done have, Dublin. Yeah.
3: I, I I did a festival there. I just always have had just like when I was a kid, I always wanted to go to New York. It was something in me and I went and I still just have this. You know, I want. I'm drawn to London. Yeah. for some reason.
1: I love it. You I know, so it.
3: I'd like to go there when I can, and uh, do some. You know, I like Oasis. I like those
1: guys. I like their
3: <laughs> attitude. So I feel like maybe I maybe I you should can open connect. for them. If right, they're still around,
1: or one of the brothers, or A Gallagher. They're you're always gonna fighting. Up for, you're going to for A Gallagher. Hopefully not Gallagher. You can there do it you go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
2: Wait a minute, where's Wonderwall? This guy's smashing a melon. And he looks dressed like a mime. What the fuck? Uh,
3: I don't understand. So did Rory sell his act to Liam? Is that what happened?
2: That's Yeah, that's what happened. But you know
3: Gallagher won Gallagher too. Yeah, so, it's so crazy. Some people don't, I'm sure. I'll Gallagher guess. one, Gallagher two, no one. Not gonna Noel smash one. this fucking metal if you're gonna be a cunt, Liam. <laughs> I always love it, like the uh, when o- Oasis they would talk, like they'd use subtitles for them. You know, they're they you can't even understand them.
1: You can tell the intelligence level of a network by who they are subtitling when they're speaking. Yeah, like because a lot of times you'll see, you know, uh, a guy with a not particularly thick English accent, and he gets subtitled. Right, that's when you're aware that you're watching TLC. <laughs> now if you change the channel go over to the history channel you'll see that that gentleman won't be subtitled but the swamp people mm-hmm. they will be subtitled. Oh. Flip back to Animal Planet, swamp people not subtitled. What are you watching on Animal Planet? My dog ate what? I like Tanked, which is a show about building fish tanks. Okay. Also, oh, I've seen those guys. Yeah, yeah. I also enjoy uh, finding Bigfoot as always. I'm always going to enjoy that show. Is that
3: Judah Friedlander show?
1: Yep, should be right. <laughs> you don't see the one where it uh, looks just like bubbles. You don't. Want, like... You don't watch the one where the dog ate something,
2: and then they reenact it, and they take it to the vet, and then everything's okay.
1: No, what's that called?
3: Animal. I think it's called animal? My Dog Ate. I my dog know. ate something. My dog has a blog. Yeah. Dog with a blog is a show. <laughs> what? There's a show called Dog with a Blog. Where? Nickelodeon. All right. But yeah. it's not Animal Planet. But there is. You know, it's a Dog with a Blog. Oh.
2: I love it. I'm, that probably got pitched to Animal Planet first, and they were like, "That's even weird for Animal him. Planet." A, it's, it's a Tumblr tie-in,
3: so
1: Tumblr tie-in, so. tie everybody.
3: Animal <laughs> TT. <laughs> I, I, you know, I felt like. I want to get involved in the TV talk. I've, uh, you know, when I only time I really watch TV is when I go down to my mom's place. I watch a lot of Mentalist. I watch uh, NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, that's a good one. I've never watched
1: the Mentalist. Is he an empath? He reads, he feels. No, he's just a, uh, and this is all what I've gathered from uh, commercials, he's uh, just one of these guys that can study a situation and figure out the numbers and know what someone's thinking and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh. I d- I just like and I- he's also incredibly handsome.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm in drawn into that in a
3: weird. Mm-hmm. No, but it's uh, I just like the show. I like the the vibe of the show, and I also been watching that that was whatever my mom DVRs the uh, the show on ABC, the political with Kerry Washington. That one, Scandal, Scandal. Of course, I like that. I feel like I feel good that I'm watching yeah. this. I'm involved in America. Scandal's a good show. So I watched that, and then I love the uh, There's a TNT Boston Cop show it's uh stuff donnie Wahlberg. no it's like a real donnie Wahlberg. oh right
1: he's he's uh yeah the he's boston cop show one. it's uh
3: so I, I get my tv stuff in and uh, is it blue kids on the block blue i like that i
2: Thank
1: like you. that usable okay we'll take it, okay. take we'll it. Take it. Great, thanks
3: all right <laughs> i just cleared the hump <laughs> donnie Wahlberg does
1: everything he does he's opened up Wahlburgers with his Wahlberg family <laughs> including jenny mccarthy i think they're there you yet. yeah they're oh, together, yeah. Yeah, they're oh, together, yeah. together now good too. For him. Wahlberg's really—he's uh, made a name for himself. No pun intended. I like the Wahlberg. He's I'm done. Fine with the Wahlbergs. I feel like Donnie has done the best of the new kids, right? And, well, I don't know. I don't know what the other ones are doing.
2: Exactly. So it's, it's to, exactly. But, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing things. It does. One could be an investment banker, singer. and you wouldn't know. It's because it's good not, point, Chris. You mm. don't. You just don't know. Mm. I, I don't know what they're doing. Mm.
1: I'm just not sure. I mean, but if he was an investment banker, I feel like he's still not doing as well as Donnie.
2: Well, I don't I just don't know. I mean, these are things that we would have to research and then we could pass our judgments
1: on them and you know, trying to reserve judgment. Kids write in to the nerdist podcast and tell us what the new kids are. Send up to. a
2: self addressed stamped envelope to picture pages.
3: <laughs> Who is a new the, the the fresh new kids? It's one direction, right? That's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. They're they're they've got the torch right now.
1: They are the uh, they're, they're big. The, they're the bee's knees. They, they do stadiums. Yep. Wembley,
3: they're, they're, I think they're they're good for America. I'd rather I'd rather have them Wimbler. than I really don't like. I'm I don't want to sound hacky or like sure. anybody else. I'm not so into you're the in safe zone. You're at the nerd I'm spot, not into the Miley Cyrus stuff, sure. what she does. I'm not into Bieber's attitude. I mm-hmm. never was. <laughs> well, take a take a stand, but. I, I, you know, it's tough being young. It's tough having a lot of money and people following you everywhere. So, oh I you know. Know. yeah, that's
1: got to really fuck a kid up. I,
3: right?
2: I feel really, I feel really bad for that kid. For the sa- I've, it's, it's not, it's, it's almost not fair. And, and one, one section of our culture might go, well, fuck that guy. He's got a shit ton of money, but it, but it doesn't matter because it's not going to fix the fact that he has no real barometer for how people are supposed to interact or communicate. And, you know, when the the news when he just said, "Oh, he's am gonna retire, gonna, gonna retire," it's it's gonna fuck him up even worse because, you know, it's not gonna take long before people just don't give a shit anymore, and then it's gonna be like, "Hey, I wonder why people don't respond when I say things now." Like it's already starting. His movie opened and it kind of tanked. Tank, it did tank. So uh, it's it just that's gonna that. fuck. It just opened up a couple days ago. Oh, really? And so I yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It made like See? a million It made like 1.2 million dollars. It's already on Redbox. Thousand, I wasn't even aware of that. In a 1000 theaters. It's maybe. already on Redbox. I had to say that twice <laughs> just to get it in. <laughs> but it, it it actually uh it's At Select 7-11's. <laughs> that poor kid, a, a kid a kid like that just needs a good family structure to
3: I, you know, I feel like I don't know if somebody reached out to him. He does need some form of uh, intervention. Maybe Eminem or somebody. I don't want to say <laughs> Leif Garrett. It didn't, it hasn't been good for him, but
1: some. Leif just takes everybody to the crash spot. <laughs> <laughs> just like the end of my oh, music. Oh, wow.
3: what, <laughs> what if it were
2: Leif Erickson and just a Viking just came and took him and taught him how to be hey, a Viking? That, that's not a bad
1: life. Right? Life of a Viking.
2: That wouldn't be a terrible. So much pillaging. Uh, so much pillaging.
1: He sort of culturally pillages. I suppose, yeah. Are we talking about... We're talking about Leif Erikson. Leif, er- Leif Erikson is... The Viking from olden times. Capital-
3: oh, Capital One commercials?
1: I don't know. I don't. Know. I got lost. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I mean, yeah. He's,
1: he's, of, Leif the ilk. he's okay. of the ilk of the uh, Alec Baldwin Capital One commercials. Gotcha. Not the one where he's a secret agent, but the one where he... Vikings are good people. Vikings, yeah, I feel like they... Well, I don't know.
3: Well, rem- why are they... Well, why is it the Minnesota Vikings?
1: Because of Nor... Norwegian, yes, a lot of Norwegian descent. Up so here. I like that vibe. Okay, I'm into it. So
2: um <clears throat> the first, th- I think the first time I met you was probably at the Gypsy Cafe
3: in like '99, maybe 2000. Right. Uh, right? That, that's that's, uh, that, that's right? about. That's about it. I would. Say I moved out here officially back home in I want to say March of 2000. So I may have been back in '99, but yeah, right around that time.
2: And um as i've as i've told many people before uh you have the most non-lethal fucked up prank that you play that you would play which is that you'd be standing out in front of the gypsy cafe waiting to go up and you'd just be talking to brody and then two uh two girls would walk by like two two young girls because it's in westwood yeah yeah, westwood so so two two a couple young girls would walk by and then whatever you were talking about brody would just Cut you off and go, Hey, so why'd you hit that girl? Like just so they could hear you <laughs> And and then it is it is like the
1: it's
2: it's it's it's
1: like the It's the verbal scarlet letter.
2: It's like the crane technique from Karate Kid, yeah. no can defend. Like there's nothing you can say that where you don't look like an asshole. I don't he didn't I didn't you know and by that point they've already cast a judgmental eye on you and you've been labeled as a guy <laughs> who hit a girl just because before it was fu- it's it's not you know it, i don't think it was ever again, funny non lethal no one actually it's gets hurt funny. No. it's pretty funny but it just it's, it's, it's like beanbags. it's a way <laughs> yeah it's just a way to make someone look like, like a, a rubber complete bullet.
3: asshole yeah. i haven't done that one for a long time i don't i don't know bring it
1: back bro. i don't know where
3: that came from but it's just you know, elevator talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> know, that's so. a great phenomenon, elevator talk. You,
3: I can't I, take
2: elevator... I can't even stand normal elevator talk. If I was with someone and they... St- I would fucking... I would go into a full-blown...
1: No, but like when you say shit to your friend as people are getting in the elevator as though you're continuing a conversation, which makes yeah. them look bad. Yeah. That's a thing I do a lot. That's fun. And uh, that's that's a great name for an elevator talk. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't talk in the ele- I won't talk to
3: people. I just look down.
1: I try to talk to people and I just get a vibe. Well, sometimes
3: I in a hotel I sm I'm not I you know, if you're hanging out with Doug Benson sure. or you know, he's known for you could you can smell a certain way, you're coming from a party or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, a hotel elevator. I don't wanna make just in elevators in general, keeping my head down. Yeah. I just don't wanna be that guy too friendly and
2: and That's then, true. And then, uh, and I think the first time we really hung out was at Zach Alphinakis's little apartment in Santa Monica. Okay, yeah. When he lived off, um, we can say. Yeah, he lived off uh, Montana, right? Montana, yeah, like tenth or something. Right around there. And um, this, he had this tiny little cool, cool apartment. And then we were over one night, and he was laughing so hard because you, you brought out these VHS tapes of the public access show oh, that man. you did in Seattle. Oh. And so I couldn't tell if. I really couldn't tell if Zach was making fun of you or if he genuinely loved it, because he would say like, "This is the worst thing I've ever
3: seen." Right, Brody. I remember that. I think he loved making fun of me. So, uh, I I've looked at those tapes, and a lot of it is cringe worthy. It depends on what frame of mind you're in or where you're watching <laughs> it. If you're watching it in Santa Monica, it could upset you. Are they online anywhere? Are Those videos online anywhere? Uh, no. I I mean, there may be a few. Minutes here and there online that I've put up, and I have a bunch of the tapes that you know it's there is usable stuff from it today, <laughs> but a lot of it's hard for me to to watch. And I, you know, but back then I, rem- I remember that night actually, but it kind of I, I think Zach just likes making fun of me, so you know, so I get that. I don't, but
2: I, don't... I also know that, uh, you know, it was that thing I was like, is he is Zach just hanging around him to make fun of him but then at a certain point i realized that zach really loves you like he
3: really 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 cares about you a lot yeah i uh i'm surprised no i'm kidding (laughs) he uh yeah he's been i mean i i I think i don't want to think about it too much i mean he's actually put his his name on the line you know his career not his career but you know he's got a respected career and to have him say hey i'll uh put my name on this on Brody show and he actually put the thought in my head a long time ago about you know about that time maybe a, a, you know when I first those early years about he always thought it was funny how I had my relationship with my sister or mm-hmm. things that I was into like blink 182 or <laughs> you know this silly cable access show that I had some you know he, Zach was just he always put, he put that in my head that that was funny to him and just kind of strange, funny and strange. I never took it like this guy's being a jerk to me. There was no, none of that. So, but he put it in my head, you know, a long time ago. So uh, just kind of
1: took that into the show. I don't and, know now, I mean. and now there's a billboard. Well, now there's above, a billboard, but
3: out. Zach is a, yeah, is a, is a really good friend. And I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I question myself about that. Sometimes I go, am I, am I friends with this guy because he's funny? Or is I friends I mean, when I saw Zach perform, when I saw him for the first time, it was back in New York, probably, yeah, 98 or 99. It was stand-up New York. And the first time I saw him, I go, this guy's funny. I just knew. Like, you could just tell Zach's funny. Yeah. And, you know, I just had that. It's funny. So then I saw him at um, a taping of Apartment 2F with the Sclar. Yeah, room. the yeah.
2: Sklars. Oh, 2F, the MTV show. Yeah,
3: exactly. Um, and Mike Royce mm-hmm. was the audience warm-up. It was it was shot over at Chelsea Piers, and I had just done Luna Lounge, which was yeah. uh, you know the popular Lower East Side, and a couple of the girls worked on the MTV show. Hey, you should come down and check out the show. So they basically, you know, put me on a list to go watch the show, and Zach was on it. And he was just he was just funny. And I didn't really know I didn't know Zach other than seeing him at Stand Up New York, and then seeing him on the show. It was just funny, and so then I saw him another time at Stand Up New York. And then it was like Jeff Ross, Zach, and a bunch of other people, and we went to some bar. And that was really the only time I hung out, I ever saw Zach, or hung out with him in New York. But I talk about, like, we hung out all the time. (laughs) And then it was just, you know, doing shows out here initially. I knew, I wasn't like tracking him down, like, I need to work with this guy. You know, you're you're just drawn into funny people, or good people, or whatever. And I was doing... Do shows around, but it was mostly I think Adam Groperman's room, Cafe One Hundred One. Oh yeah. shit, that's right! The la-
2: last, last last laugh before, before- the One Hundred One. I remember that. It's before they remodeled it. Yeah, it was before it got super hipstery. Like it really was just an old Best Western. Yeah, with old people who would exactly. go in exactly, and then wow. You- so you've been into the One Hundred One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right around um, when you enter from Franklin, no, mm-hmm. no one who doesn't live, I, I totally understand this Don't is worry too local reference, but so you walk in and there's the lunch counter. Go-
1: Google, Google map it. Go Street View. Street View. Take
2: a look at the right. That's the Cafe <laughs> One. Take view. a look at
1: the left. You got the- <laughs> The Scientology building. The, well, no, that's, the, that's the, a, hotel the hotel. That was the- It's it, not Scientology it's Hotel. The, uh, it's the Hollywood Towers. You can see is... Maroon 5 playing acoustic set sure. there. That's also the model for the uh, Tower of Terror if you're a Disney
2: fan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it used to just be right in the corner right there. Uh, and
1: In the corner inside the restaurant? <sighs> yeah. Or, okay. The hotel
2: and restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just inside. I mean, it, was it was in the restaurant. It was uh, there yeah. was
2: there was a glut of shows in that day where restaurant it, shows. Yeah, it would just be it would just be a surprise comedy show for anyone in the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> the worst surprise for someone eating dinner. Well, it is if you're an elderly couple uh, and then people are on stage talking there? about like queefs or whatever. Like it's just yeah. a weird sort. Of, and, and at that point, you know, at that point in the comedy, it might still be this way. But you know, I, I feel like people were even more dirty like people were even dirtier and more
3: vile on stage you think so really i, I think so think then
2: i do i don't know interesting
3: possibly i think though i think you know comedians are smarter i think crowds maybe are was, smarter they're more maybe it was just me no it's <laughs> right, you, you were
1: filthier you yeah you could have been filthier. yeah you might have been yeah i mean you do have the mouth of a sailor you do curse sometimes chris
3: a lot of you time. do curse yeah. sometimes i curse
1: a lot but
3: I, I um I always go back. But I go back to that That one oh one show was actually a pretty pretty good show. Adam did a good job of putting some you know, yeah, Sklar brothers did it. Zach did it. I would always you know, Maria Bamford Kindler, and like everyone. I think Kinler did it. Jeanine. I think even Patton did. I think all those guys would yeah. he would do a good job. So saw Zach there and but that was just we just started doing more shows and, you know, naturally things happen. So it was like, it's a fun guy to hang out with. And Mm -hmm. so I'm lucky. I guess I'm lucky. But hey, you, uh, you created, you put the energy out and hope, I don't want to get all like, you know, you know, warm and fuzzy, but just, you know, good energy. You attract that kind of crowd, you know, hey, somehow I'm, I'm working at the at midnight show. Yeah.
2: Oh, you do a great job too.
3: Well, I threw that. I in. hope
2: I hope I you threw come back. That in. Will you please? I hope you come back. I am coming gotta back. Know. Chris. you got to know
1: we're back in a week, Chris. Good.
2: I am
3: coming good, back. Good, it's. Good. I mean, yeah. Whatever what I said, I'm not sure. Or no,
2: <laughs> I, they <laughs> don't even tell you. They keep you out of the loop on that. You you on on the the right now. I love having you to warm up on the show I love having you warm up on the show because you used to do. You always used to do the. um it, you you could warm up the Chelsea audience, I feel like you could warm up exactly. That's that's. You the, know, the, the three ahead. years that I did that show, you were doing warm.
1: Well, you for oh, most yeah, of it, and exactly. Then you, and so then you, then you know, left.
3: you know.
2: Yeah, ready okay, took good. over
1: for me on that midnight, and I can tell there's a difference. <laughs> you know, warm
2: up is a very specific.
1: Well, well it's a very specific thing to to. It turns out, I had other shit to do.
3: <laughs> you have a lot of other yeah, stuff. You, you got, got a lot of right. response. You do a great. You're very responsible over there. Thank I you, see flashcards. I see a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 So it's a uh,
2: it's a very specific kind of performance to warm up a crowd, and then immediately just drop whatever you're doing and recede into the shadows, and then immediately come back out and try to keep them re-engage. Yep. And when the crowd is not warmed up on a television show, it makes such a fucking difference that I don't think people realize if they're if people at home are watching a television show and they go, oh, the show isn't really that funny. A lot of times, what they're sensing is that the audience that was at the show is not reacting. And it could be that that show is not funny, or it could be that the audience just wasn't warmed up, and you, they just weren't connecting as much. It's
3: such an important oh, detail. You, and you have to give. Like if I'm wor- if I'm working on a show, I need it, just fifteen to twenty minutes to warm them up. Ideally, a, maybe a little more than twenty. Uh, that's a, that's what I take. Take a cold audience. Yeah, to get them. TV ready to laugh, rhythmically, find it, boom, boom, boom. Give me, and it's not ideal. Sometimes you don't get it. I mean, but 15, I can do 12, 15 is like where I'm shooting because I've had those times where I I said, guys, the audience isn't warm yet. They're not good. I'm telling you. You I've had a a couple times that's happened. So never at Chris's show and, you know, it happens occasionally, but... My instincts tell me that, yeah, I you need about 15. They're coming in, they're looking around. You got to, like, yeah. let's go, let's go. Somebody wants, it's like they're not warm. Well, somebody, they got to, things happen. So you got to deal with it.
2: And I forced Brody to do one of my favorite jokes of his. Uh,
3: <laughs> he didn't want to do Which one was it? it? Because it's too, it's too. It's too polarizing, my, and it's a little too dark for, it, for a TV show audience. Makes
1: make sense now why uh, Chris wanted you to do it.
3: It's such a but good joke. He, but if he gives me the okay, I'll do it. I, I, but I kind of messed it up. It's a good joke. It's such a good joke. I've been doing that one for a long time. I don't uh, save it for my special. Save it, yeah. Save it. Save it, save it for the special. So, like, a lot of my jokes, I don't think um, I'm, I'm just – some of my jokes I just keep doing. Yeah. But – I do. I I do have a special that I'm working towards, and I make a you know reference to retiring my jokes, and so even if I bring it, hey, I thought you retired it. Well, it came back. I don't know. There's some. I kind of gave myself a safeguard, but it my, is like Michael it, Jordan of jokes. It it got, yeah, it exactly. Got I got keep coming back, but it is about jokes. I, I I I you know when I I'm sure, Chris, you get people emailing you. What you know? Good advice. I always I always say to a new comedian. Stage time and jokes you know you can go into taping your sets and watching, but those are the t- that's the foundation stage time and jokes. well, how much do you think should be
2: like what what's your what where where do you land in terms of like watching someone t- to you know take something that really honest that happened to them and try to make it funny versus someone who's just being who's just being ridiculous and funny I mean I guess it depends on you know different performers have different strengths but what do you what do you think about? What do I
3: like to look at, or what? Um, well, what do you like to look at, and what do you like? The latter. What? Yeah. Crazy, funny in the moment. Yeah. You know, I I, I appreciate guys working on bits, like fun, honing bits and working at it and seeing that. I, I get that too, but it's also funny. Just uh, I as a performer or whatever. Not a. Or just my instincts tell me when I'm. It's like fun to watch funny people. You know, so I do respect. Great let's just jokes. be clear,
1: not the movie Funny People. <laughs> <laughs> funny people, funny, funny, like, people. literally funny people. Yeah. yeah.
3: But yeah, I I would you know, Andy Kinler is just a funny guy, but he's got jokes too. So oh, it's true. just I laugh at that. I I laugh at my friends. I like watching my friends. I'll uh, I get a kick out of that. So, but yeah, I, re- I but I like I think it's a good. I think if you have jokes, which is gonna give you confidence up there. Okay. I've got I mean you confidence that you have jokes. You like you have those, you know, bullets, mm-hmm. so to speak, or whatever. You have that protection. And then the more you you know get on stage in combination with the jokes, I think you're gonna become comfortable and your true voice will eventually emerge, which takes probably. Back in the day, at least five to seven years, maybe, but now with the advent, I think of podcasting and the popularity of comedy and the different, you know, you don't have to be this kind of comedian. You don't have to be a club comedian to be a successful stand up comedian. You can do rock clubs and develop that. You can do shows like Meltdown or. You know all the the, the alternative quote unquote rooms. So
2: now I know why you like the Mentalist because they are part of your act is almost like you are a mentalist. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like you know, where you you ask someone where they're from and they say I'm from here, and then you list twenty things about where they're from, their school, their mascot. You start referencing streets. It's all. It's almost like a. It's it's there's almost like a little bit of a, uh, like an amazing Randy kind of a thing about it. But it's a trick. Go
1: ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. No, I just, I I was just going to say that I I, I do, I do, I, your encyclopedic knowledge of the valley is fascinating (laughs) to me. Well, it's it's genuinely fascinating to me.
3: Well, I, I feel that I've always had a good memory. I felt like I, I always knew stats. I knew about stadiums. I knew about, you know, I do, I feel like I do have some. How tall is
1: the green monster? It's thirty-seven feet, is it? I
3: mean, that's, I'm not he's, great. He's I'm good. good. <laughs> he's good, but there's he's real good. <laughs> but there's guys who better. I'm not. I'm not.
1: Clenched. Yeah, right. Right. I'm right. Not right, right.
3: A, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not an expert yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, But I will say, at least last, you know, since two thousand, for me to be doing audience warm up, I did a thousand shows at Fox Sports, mm-hmm. best damn sports show. I did four hundred shows at Chelsea. It's like I have home field advantage. Yeah. It's like I grew up here. So I know everything about here. And then I got every high school. A lot of different high schools would come into to Best Damn Sports Show. So I'd learn all about those high schools. But I had North Hollywood High School baseball team come in at least a dozen times. <laughs> I had Marshall Tennis. I mean, I just learned. So it's learned. basically Groundhog Day. Yeah, over. and yeah, It was. Oh, yeah. and But you learned about it. And then just. But I, I knew once I started talking about the Valley and saying 818. 818- stuff (laughs) and people caught on to it it was just like okay i'm gonna throw it out there because i never used to be you know when i lived in new york for three years or starting out in seattle i never said i'm la we're better i did on the radio a call in but stand up i didn't do it necessarily but then i just started doing it out here in a in a nice way and it got people liked it so you know 818 till i die is it gonna fly 818 till i die is it gonna fly in new york probably not but I did live in New York, so I can go seven one eight. You got it, Brooklyn. Been there. I didn't jump off the bridge, Brody. Steve Brody. One digit off, really. Uh, one <laughs> digit off. <laughs> I'm one digit off. <laughs> That's the name <laughs> of your comedy
2: special. One digit off. <laughs> so you let? I don't remember what I don't. I don't remember what happened
3: with Chelsea's show. But you, you le- you left. I left on bad terms. You left on it, bad it, terms. It, it 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 could be all good. I mean, it was. It is all good. You know, I haven't been on for the last couple of months. I'm usually on once a month. Mm. But, yeah, I left. I was... I talk about it on my show. It was a big thing for me because, yeah, I worked, you know, about 400 shows at Chelsea. And I came in there early on when it was just kind of finding its footing and, you know, folding chairs out there. And it's yeah, I remember kinda, those days. You know, it was, it was a really small, low-budge,
2: low-budge show.
3: Yeah, and... So, this is kind of getting my footing there also. And then, just, I remember they, it started like, I remember Chelsea said something like, hey, the audience, why aren't you guys into it? And I I said something like, all right, I'm going to push them a little bit now. Because I took, whenever whenever chelsea would i just felt the audience is my responsibility if the host is commenting on an audience not being good even in a funny way or mm-hmm. whatever it's still like all right didn't do my job that would rarely happen but i would that and kind of like okay i'm gonna do that and there's just a little i remember the but the big thing was snoop Dogg came on okay and i said i'm gonna take a chance here i'm gonna make some snoop Dogg specific music i was using their little dance music CD. I go, you know what? I'm going to do my own. So Snoop Dogg came on because I knew he liked me from Best Damn Sports Show. Mm -hmm. He'd been on there a few times. So I knew, okay, he's going to get me. So I did a, you know, I made a Snoop Dogg CD and he came out and I was like doing, the crowd was just into it and he liked it and I just kept that from that point on. I said, let's just keep cranking it like that. So I started, like made my own little CD. said, I'm not going to use their little dance pop music i'm gonna start making my own cd you know kept within the parameters of that and just started building on that so anyway that was very it was a nice machine over there i was happy feeling good you know without you know of course i had my little ups and downs just yeah. like anywhere but that one day yeah i kind of like butted heads with one of the producers there it was a holiday i don't re- rehash it but yeah it kind of was not Fun how it ended, and I kind of laughed. It was nothing to do with Chelsea. It was more me butting heads with a couple producers and and chest thumping or that sort of thing, pissing match, they like to say. Mm. So that's kind of how it ended, and it 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 bothered me because I was instantly shut out, and I felt like, hey, I gave, you know, it's professional, it's life, that's life. This is business, I guess, you know. But I really gave my. You know, I worked at that show, cell phone off, focus, everything about the show. It's like totally zeroed in. You know, I'm not that, I'm better now, actually. Like, if somebody's not clapping, I'm not going to, you know, we'll see next Monday. But um, <laughs> I don't get mad at the one guy. It's like two you, shows Wednesday. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that, that that was it. I just kind of, you know, it, it left on bad terms and it, it, it bothered me. But. You know, I worked it into the show, and mm-hmm. Chelsea was great to come back on it and, I mean, come on the show, yeah. and she, I have nothing, you know, Chelsea likes to mess around with me. I never take it like she doesn't like me. I see people will go, oh, she's, uh, she's mean to you. It's like, I'm around, I feel it, I, I can tell, like, it's not coming from a malicious place. Right. I'm the kind of guy, I've said this other times, it's like... Somebody can be considered not a good or this guy's a, you know, this way or that I don't like this guy, but I some say, Well, they're good to me. You know, even though they may be me, I try to yeah. I wonder why they're I don't have that vibe or but Chelsea's been good to me. And it was just it just bothered me how I was like put out and she was kept out of the loop of just like Chris. Look, he didn't even know I was coming in. So that that this bothered me for a while. And that, you know, I worked it into the show, but uh I have nothing but you know. Warm up is really, it's just a great skill to have. I like do. It's fun to you know. You what comedian wouldn't want to have mic time? Get on a mic. You get to be hopefully around. You know, if you're on a cool show. You get to be around comedians, friends. Luckily in my case, and then just the energy of a show. And then you're making a couple bucks. You get to be you know, on a, on a lot. You're working, and you really feel like. You gave to a show. You made it better. You helped it out. That's how I felt when I was at Chelsea, when I was at Best Damn Sports Show on Fox. It was a good feeling. I mean, was I making loads of money? No. Could I have been money? I wasn't. It was like, okay, I'm making enough. I'm learning. I'm soaking it all in. I get to be around Tom Arnold every day. You know, the Pope of Hollywood, I like to say. But <laughs> just all these different successful athletes, actors, and you pick up on it. I just got It's just – I've been lucky, you know, to yeah. be able – to do the warm up, and Chris has mentioned this, and it's kind of gone through my mind since having this show out or my billboard up currently. Like, can I go back and do warm up? Am I going to be able to go in there? Yeah, you should. Please, <laughs> please do it. Please be okay with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need you, Brody. Don't. Please. You can come back.
2: See, uh, what we're, we're going to do is do everything in our power to you keep are... your career just right here so that you'll still want
3: to do a warm-up. Oh, man. No. But... See, that's fun. Laughing. You See, I just laughed right now. It's like, that's what I need. You know, <laughs> that, I was, That's the kind of stuff I need. Now so. we should just
1: have you doing push-ups while you're laughing.
3: Push-ups and laughing. <laughs> Exercise. You just reminded me. When you said Tom Arnold, you remind me of
2: this really horrible story he told on stage at the Laugh Factory once. And the way Tom talks on stage. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah it's just like hey everything's great hey everything hey it's just one time and then and so he had the energy but the things that come out of his the thing that the things that were coming out of his mouth were so horrifying and there weren't any jokes really it's a super sweet guy but he was like yeah it's like the, the time, you know uh, Rosie and I uh Got a real bad fight one time, and uh, she just pulled said, out his hair plugs. Pulled out his hair plugs. I know he that story. He fucking had just had hair plugs put in, and they got in a huge fight, and she fucking grabbed them in the front of his head and ripped uh, them out. I
3: know that story. Uh, God, uh, feeling. Damn I'm having it. phantom plug
2: pain. Uh, Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine what that type of a relationship would be like? That where... was
1: very good for both of us. <laughs> Better for Tom, I think. Yeah,
3: I think so. <laughs> Tom seems to be stable. He's fine. He's he's okay. got, and he's got, you know what? I, I always tell people I'm on the Tom Arnold path. I'm on on I'm on that route. I'd like to be. Meaning. You fucked <laughs> Roseanne?
1: I've I've, Is Zach your I've Arnold made mistakes. Schwarzenegger? I, <laughs>
3: Are
1: you guys gonna ride motorcycles I every love Sunday it. in Malibu? I love it, Matt. <laughs> I would uh, No, why I,
3: I see that Tom just had a kid a couple years ago and he... It's probably fifty. I'm sure he's fifty. Had a kid. At least great book title.
1: His was. I'm sure uh, he's. 50. I'm his, sure
3: I'm. 50. No, uh, how to. I lost seven how to lose, pounds. How and, to lose
1: five pounds in ten years?
3: <laughs> yeah, something,
1: <laughs> something like that. Something like that. It's a great book title. Yeah, he, I probably butchered it, he's
2: but gotta it's gotta good. Gonna be
3: at least fifty years old. Well, Tom, I think he was forty three or forty four when we started Best Damn. So that's been almost. Oh, I wow. say he's early fifties. Is my guess. I'm gonna say fifty two. Hopefully, Matt, you got a
1: guess? Maybe fifty three. I'm gonna say Tom Arnold is uh. 50. I'm going to say I'm gonna 53. Go, gonna go one over. I'm going to go 54. You're saying 54. I say 54.
2: 53. Matt Myra, you were correct. Boom. Are you serious? 54, born Boom. March 6th, 1959. Yeah. Tom's 54. 54 Good years old. Good for him. I born love it.
3: the 50s. I love it when uh,
1: the older guys are just rocking. Still going. He's a. He's a. He's He's Some outside chance sometimes. You drive by the Laugh Factory, you say Tom Arnold, you drive by, there he is. He could be there. Yeah. I mean, he had that weekly show he was doing. He is a... You know, I, I loved... Uh, Every
3: day I would joke with Tom. We would always have a bit and good banter with mm-hmm. the crowd. And, you know, you saw a guy who is professional. Tom knows everybody. You he know, does he everybody. knows everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, he, and I got to see him every day. I got to see, you know, he practiced what he preached for the most part, talking about helping out people and, you know, you know, he's a recovering addict uh, and all that stuff. So he'd always talk about that. So just being around Tom and going, hey, this guy f- goes on Howard Stern. He's funny. David Letterman loves him. So it's like, hey, I would take that. I like that route. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, another guy I was thinking of is, you know, I like Adam Carolla's. I like what he kind of, you know, he's from the Valley also. I kind of like that. So that's when people ask me what do you see yourself doing in the future? I would say, I kind of, I like that. You know, Tom maybe in a personal way, having a a child at 50 and Mm. being kind of different and being from Jewish and Iowa and like just kind of energy and liking sports and doing comedy. And so I like, you know, personally, Tom. Tom had heart problems too, I think. He's got that, you know. How do you think you
2: would do with the, like an obscene amount of success and money and fame, Ugh. and would it would you not would it be weird, or do you think you'd be okay with it?
3: well, you know that I'm handling the billboard i mean it did go <laughs> through my mind when I was struggling you know two years ago I think could i handle i'd like- fr- I'd be freaked out by it
2: well, just because the more famous you get the more everything you say comes under more scrutiny the more pressure the more i don't like that i don't like that you said
3: pressure that threw me off Chris. okay i'm sorry i'm but sorry but scrutiny i get i guess scrutiny could lead to pressure if that okay. if that bothers you it may not i don't know well um yeah a little bit i mean i i i mean i don't want to say anything too outlandish I do watch it. I've always kind of. I mean, I, I do try to be honest with who I am. I don't want to pull. You know, I'm not Phil Robertson. Of, you know, I. <laughs> you're not. No. You're not. Wait. You're not Phil
1: Robertson. I'm not him. That is that his? is awkward. Right? This is. You awkward. thought because I was the whole I mean, time. We, we were was, about so. to touch on Duck Dynasty.
3: <laughs> I'm Phil Robertson. Enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I'm just really proud of myself for having the restraint not to make a Duck Dynasty joke on Twitter.
2: I haven't done it. I mean, the real victory is that. Yeah. I, mean, I think if there's any silver lining to I this was like, whole they, this intolerance thing, <laughs> they've got this a covered. It's a fact everyone's
1: got this covered. I
2: like to think that you. I like to think that you picked up the phone and went, "Oh," and uh, then went,
1: "I'm gonna let this one him, go. This I'm gonna let
2: this one go. Let
1: him write it up.
3: I don't do it. That's I. I've learned that lesson. I mean, my my problem on Twitter, I only get in trouble, you know, when I react to a to a uh, a negative tweet. I look like a child. Oh, getting listen, mad. we all do that, but. In terms of, like, a controversial tweet, I watch it. I don't curse on Twitter. Mm. I don't don't really have my, I don't make my opinions. I kind of, I mean, I'll I'll make little gripes, but I kind of just keep it like a reality. It's like you're with me, hanging out with me. So I, I, I do watch it, and you're talking about, like, I don't know, Chris, you know, who, but I feel this show, honestly, like, that I'm doing, I'm throwing it all out there. It's, like, all out there, meaning that, look, I talk about me going off meds. I went to a, a, you know, UCLA psych ward. I um I feel this way about myself. I mean, it's very personal. What so was I, the psych ward like? It was bad at first. At the first, I mean, I couldn't believe I was in there. I knew where I was. It was like, why am I in here? I I made a mistake, meaning... Stopping my meds, Coltery. I didn't stop them before. Mm-hmm. You know, an hour ago. Right. Ironically, but. we're broadcasting from Meltdown, <laughs> so, much, so I yeah. can laugh at that. So um, <laughs> 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 I la- laughing's great.
2: It laugh is, about it, great. It. it. Laugh about it. Well, you have to. If you don't, just like, uh, it's just like my dad dying. If I don't laugh at it, I I feel like it totally has control over me. And laughing at stuff makes you feel like you have ownership over an otherwise completely uncontrollable world. Like it's it, it feels good to be able to go, hey, this fucking horrible thing happened. Fuck you, I'm gonna laugh at it anyway. It feels good. It feels really good.
3: Well I yeah, I, I do de- my you know, my dad passed away suddenly. Um, and I I still I mean I do jokes about my dad, not necessarily I talk about I don't get you know, uh, graphic or s- specific, but I feel like when I make a joke about my dad or I'm talking about my dad, keep coughing. Um, <coughs> I'm like paying homage to him. He likes it. That's how I how yeah, I. Yeah, my feel. dad,
2: my dad did too. My dad would too. He always said, "Talk about me as much as you want. Yeah. I don't care. I, you know, talk about the time I fucked a blow up doll. I don't care. You know, he exactly. Just, he just loved
3: it. He loved the attention. So that. So when I talk about my dad like that, it's like you know. I'm not saying it makes me feel better. I feel good. It just feels natural. So, yeah, I, I can joke about it. About I can joke about my father. Maybe not specifically certain things. But when in
2: the so the so when the when the Twitter when the Twitter now I feel dumb saying the word. But when the Twitter meltdown, the Twitter ha- meltdown happened. That's when you went into the psych ward. Yeah, that's kind of that like that was stopping the meds. Yeah, that was. uh
3: God, I'm cramping on
1: my leg. Mine did, too. My body is just breaking down on this
3: podcast. That was, yeah, I stopped my meds cold turkey. And I was also on an antibiotic. Let's not forget. I was traveling around. I went to Dublin. I went to Montreal. And then there I got sick. And that's where I started. I mean, even before then, I was thinking, I'm going to get off these meds. And I wasn't doing it. You know, I, I, I didn't know what I know now. Well, what did it feel? What did it
2: feel like? It felt like? good. Okay. Off your well, okay. Like what did, what did, when you're well, having it's... the meltdown, what is that? What do you think? What does it feel like? I what is your
3: reality for you? I like? was w- wide awake, alert, happy, all, uh, celebrating because I was told, enjoy this, take a victory lap. I was like, it was put in my head. You know, I had this just. It was just like, yeah, my head freaking, I went, no, I couldn't, I, no, I could handle it. It was like funny. It was like I was performing. So I just melded reality and the future just all into one. And it was, I was, I was combative. That's the only problem. I was like happy. But the minute you weren't happy with me or you say, what are you doing? You're acting weird. Like F you, F you. I'm right. I'm having a good, it's like. Whoa, that's not normal. And that's kind of where I was. Like, if you're with me laughing, you're good. You had Im- you had immunity <laughs> if you laughed. But the minute you say, hey, Brody, you're not acting right. And I go, fuck. I don't want to cry. You know, fuck
2: you, man. Mm-hmm. Which is what your close friends would, I would imagine, be saying to you. People like
3: Zach probably like, hey, what's going on? Well, yeah. And that kind of like, you know, Zach. And it, look, you, you can't prepare anybody for that. It's like they they could have walked away or i mean look they did a i'm glad they did what i did it could have ended bad could have i could have just kept spiraling and something bad could have happened to me mm-hmm. i mean i was not i mean i was i wasn't violent to like i'm going to pick up a you know shoot mm-hmm. up a place never ever entered my mind but i did mention like See, people go, oh, you said you had a gun on Twitter. I mean, you can't can't say that. But I was saying that and kind of, you know, I was, you know, I'll get a, it's just like when you tweet sometimes. You'll tweet something, like something caught your eye, and you tweet, and like, you know what you're talking about, but the audience doesn't know when you make that tweet or something. So I was getting phone calls, like my friends were concerned Brody, what's wrong with you? They were like concerned. It was like getting me going and amping me up or I'm fine. I'm fine. They kept calling. And so I went on Twitter. I go, leave me alone. I got a gun in my mouth. I think that's what I, I was so out of it, but also just so reactionary. Never had it. I mean, I just said it. I couldn't. I had no sensor. So, you know, that when you say that, that, you know, it's a red alert. Mm hmm. So, but letting you know, and future employers out there, I never, ever, <laughs> you know, I'm not a violent guy. Never. So, you, you just can't say that. So, but, you know, so I went to the, I just knew, I felt, I'm breathing right now. I gotta take a breath. Whew. Um, It's your cardio. I, I I felt, yeah, this is my cardio. I mean, I've been going, we've been going and I've been... I felt like I needed a break. Like, I knew what was happening. I go, I'm, like, on a bender here. I, I mean, I even asked my mom. I go, Mom, can I come down to the desert? I need a break. And she said no. So I think they were already talking to my mom. Like, Stephen, my real name, doesn't sound right. So everyone was, like, and everybody was, like, communicating. Gotcha. So I couldn't go down there. And I was just acting up. It was just like, but I was... You know, when you look up all the, the 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 signs of mania i i hit them all you know big talk and aggressive and sweating and driving fast um you know delusions i wasn't hearing voices none of that stuff but i was like talking big stuff and it paid off no, I mean um, I couldn't think of I couldn't think of a funnier word. I was talking big stuff and it happened. No. So it was just look, I'm glad they acted the way they did. It taught me a lesson. You know, some people say, hey, you didn't have to go to the hospital. Yeah, I went to the hospital and when I was first there, it was like I couldn't believe I was there. Even though I I just couldn't believe it. I was trying to tell people why am I here? You know I, I went off my met. We all know that, right? And that just, by them not responding to me or treating me like a number, the the nurses there, it just got me going more. Because I was in that, I was still manic. You know, I was still like revved up. So you're treating me like, that would drive me crazy even without being revved up. I was like, could you please just, well, that's what I was, okay, well, yeah, that's what I was going through. And, you know, I was just freaking revved up still and then they start giving you these drugs. That's when they start giving you Seroquel and Depakote. These are like, you know, antipsychotics and like lithium type stuff. Just s- chemical straitjacket. Ugh. And but it felt I I needed it and it was like a welcome relief like because after, I mean, I got I got kicked out. I was defiant. I got sent to I was at the regular place for like 2 days arguing still. Sneaking in my friends, you know, to tweet all that I was like doing crazy stuff, yelling at nurses who were like, "If you're still disrespecting me, I I was in the Hangover, I did TMZ, I made a mistake, you know? Why are you treat me like these other weirdos or something like that?" But so then I went to like ICU. They said, "You got to go." They t- so they took me around like into a padded room, basically. And they go, "If you don't settle down, we're gonna give you a shot." It's like a Filipino guy and a big Persian guy. And I go, you're being me. You're anti-Semitic. I said, I pulled the anti-Semitic card. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, I go, we're going to get, I didn't want to get a shot. So I said, okay, all right. I mean, I was always, I was always, for the most part, you know, lucid. Is that the, I knew. Well, if you knew, yeah. If you, I kind of uh, knew, but I didn't, you know, I was like. So I just kept bouncing around and then they, you know, the meds started kicking in and then I started to relax and they, they put me in a more mellower place. And then once I was there, I was kind of resigned to like, Hey, this is, it's like rehab. It's like a rest. It's like vacation almost. It was for me. And I, I I wasn't, I thought maybe I'd only stay for like five or six days. Okay. You know, no internet, no, no, it's like rehab. It was like, ah, nice bed, nice shower. On these pills that are kind of like just chilling me out, and I don't have to worry about shaving or email, none of that stuff. Just they got my food for me, that sort of thing. So then, so I figure I'll go home in five days. Then, then I like it's like seven or eight days, maybe seven days in. I met because it's like a holiday or weekend. Then I so you have a like a meeting with your doctor Mm -hmm. and the the board person. And he basically, we talked and he asked, you know, how things are going or whatever. And he basically says, look, uh, I can't, I don't, I can't trust you. You know, it's like, how do I know you're not going to go into Starbucks and cause problems again? That's, so it was like, I'm not, I'm fine. You know, I wasn't like that bad, but it was like, okay. And then he said, well, you you know, you're going to. You walk out, and they basically told me that I'm going to be there for another like week. You know, like piss me off. That's when I got mad. At that point, but not like yelling. Sure. But it was like I'm. I went. I went on a, a, a hunger strike, a one day hunger or one meal hunger strike. <laughs> I was so I was upset. That that was the one time I got upset. Like, come on. And then it was just all right. And I was fine. Like just. I stayed there, and then I they they basically the doctors would tell you, or the nurses just say they want to they want to hear you say it and like believe it that I look I won't go to Starbucks and get, I promise they want to like you just got to say the right things sure. to them. That's kind of what they were telling me, like not to like to trick the guy, but they want you know believe that. So anyway, I ended up staying seventeen days. Whoa and. <clears throat> You know, lost a lot of weight, ate pretty well. The food there at UCLA was good. I never I never did any of the, you know, any of the therapy sessions. I just felt I didn't need it. I wasn't, I made a mistake. I wasn't a, addicted to pills like I am now, Klonopin, no. But I wasn't, didn't have that. I wasn't, a, you know, a cutter. I mean, I was around like people who had mental problems, like issues, like more serious issues than me, I think. And um, I just didn't want to do it. Arts and crafts and sit and talk.
1: It's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you kind said of no what are you to, arts, you arts, to and arts and crafts. I'm sorry, Matt. You said no to arts I'm and crafts. So, Matt, I'm talking so, about macrame? Someone offers you arts and crafts. Macaroni
2: and, <laughs> and rubber cement. Popsicle or... stick birdhouse. Because <laughs> that's, fuck, dude? that's <laughs>
1: something you should have done.
2: You don't see a good she, thing. She had an easel and everything. Oh, you my don't... God. An easel. Yes. I, you need to go Watercolors. You need to go back. Because I'll go with you ridiculous. and do the arts and crafts. Yeah, Matt's way manic. Look <laughs> at him. It
3: you know, can be, sure. I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure some people go there like every couple years. They have returned. Yeah. Because I talked to these girls there yeah. that are patients, and they said, yeah, I, I come every couple years. You know, they have problems. People have issues, you know, and uh, you never know because some of these people look like regular people. Yeah. And, you know, some people you go, okay, this guy, or maybe not. You can't even tell. So by doing the show, what I've learned is that I get a lot of feedback, Twitter and email from people who like went through the same thing I'm going through or know somebody. But mm-hmm. most people, it's like, hey, I went through that. The, the, I'm getting the emails from. Them, yeah. I'm not saying everybody, but that seems to be a, a consistent thread. Is like, thanks for telling that story. Well, it helps people.
2: It helps people Kinda feel help, like yeah. they're they can be okay, or it just it's nice for people to know. That they're not alone or that someone else is even just talking about it publicly is helpful
3: to them because it, it just, helps. It just gives them a connection point so they don't feel as isolated. But you, you know, going back to the thing, do I, you know, it's like, do I feel that pressure? I, you know, I don't want to be some spokesman, honestly, for like, hey, a group of the, the no. I mean, I'll speak to groups, but I don't, I didn't do this and to like be that champion of that, that mental illness. But, I do appreciate that I'm helping people and I do think it is a rough balance because not a rough balance, but I do think about money. It would be cool. I I I don't think about, hey, I need to buy a big house. If I was to say, you know, I'd like to get a a nice, a new not a nice car, but a a, a car I've never bought a car before. It'd Mm -hmm. be cool to be able to get some a hybrid or something, something cool or whatever. And then I always, for some reason, I see myself being in a condominium somewhere like on Ventura Boulevard or somewhere that I would be happy. Cause
2: you're free. Yeah. Free
3: balling. Man. That's true. Tom Petty, yeah. Encino. I, th- I, don't, I don't know where, he, but he says Reseda. Got yeah. a freeway running through my yard. Yeah. Get yeah. back, living in Reseda. I went to Reseda High School. Did you really? Yeah. I went to Reseda High School and, uh, you no, know, I was a big you know, issue with me growing up, up until maybe Seattle. It's like, because Reseda was always, I always call it the New Jersey of the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up, it was just other schools or other people, oh, you went to Reseda, it was known as like a trashy school, kind of. You know, not no money, north of the boulevard, Ventura Boulevard. There wasn't...
1: North of the boulevard. That's what they would call it. So <laughs> it kind
3: of had a bad... Did you did you perform
2: in the hospital all for people? Where are you from? I'm from a moon of Jupiter. Europa, sixth
3: closest moon to Jupiter, gas giant. Oh, there are some crazy. <laughs> there well one girl jumped me. I Titan about might it. have life. You got it. <laughs> Push. Well, I do. <laughs> See, I can get on that cadence roll. <laughs>
2: Everyone's got a Brody impersonation, but it's 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 a it's a loving. Brody I take oh, Again, I take genuinely enjoy
3: it in a good way, and, uh, and I'm okay with it. I'm 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 fine with people. If you doing
1: go it. go on iTunes. Look up the uh, Benson interruption. I don't know what. Look for Brody's name and my name. But we did we did one we together. did one together, and I was co interrupting with Doug, and it just devolved into four minutes of all three of us doing you. You got it.
3: Push. <laughs> I, I got to come
1: up with some new sayings pretty soon, but.
3: I think I, I that you know I always had a I remember people said I talked funny growing up. Hey, are you from New York? They always thought I was from New York. Just never been, but they they always thought I was from New York. And then nobody did impressions of me in high school or not really in college. Even I didn't do comedy. I was a baseball player. But a couple guys, you know, I joked with the the other pitchers. We I mean, I had a sense of humor, but I wasn't a performer. And I remember I was eating sunflower seeds <laughs> and one of the players said, you look funny when you eat sunflower seeds. So I like, started putting things in my head, like little things like, hey, it's funny when I eat. This kid told me, you know, because got, you got real reactions from your real honesty from your teammates. So you, and then I got this smile, like I always do that smile. It's like, I wasn't, always, I mean, I smiled as a kid. I was, yeah. a, I mean, I was called, you know, I got picked on for smiling a lot as a kid. But I knew I smiled it a lot. I mean, smiled a lot as a child until it was like beaten out of me from the, the kids. Like, don't smile. You're not. You're. What are you gay? That's I what was, I got. I was nicknamed Smiley at baseball. Yeah, games. I had that too. Yeah. But Smiley in a bad way. By Trot I Nixon. Was.
1: Trot Nixon gave me. Are you Nixon. serious? Yeah. Are you from North Carolina? No, I'm from Boston. Wait, where is but, he from? Uh, he's from North Carolina. Yeah.
3: See, yeah. That, see I went. See, yeah. I went back. I went way back.
1: But he was at the. I know uh, Trot Nixon. Camp. I met him. Good guy. Hung out with him. Yep. Yeah. I hit a triple. Of him. He's
3: a you know he's a hunter. He's a you're hanging out. He's a hunter. He's yep. probably he's, right now he's probably tracking an animal. Right now, I bet you he is. Maybe in the northern plains of Michigan. Hey, wait. When you said a girl in the psych ward jumped you, do you mean True she story. Jumped
2: you sexually or jumped you aggressively? Like she
3: aggressively to- because and I talk about it in the show it's like something about chocolate ice cream. I took her ice cream and she like just reminded me of uh, the girl. Like she looked like and we know i know this is like an inside thing she kind of looked like kristen stewart from uh you know twilight she had this that I look i don't think that's that inside i feel like a okay. lot of people know that <laughs>
1: She looked like John, our stage manager's daughter.
2: Oh, that inside. <laughs> I was like, Kristen Stewart's a pretty... She's not. She's actually not even in our circle. <laughs> every... you, meant, you meant inside because our yes. stage manager is her dad. Yes. Every day I okay. ask
1: him to let her know that I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do every day to John. <laughs> I love John. He's the best. Her
3: dad is so fucking funny.
1: He's great. Such He's great. Guy. The
3: more I, I I work with John, the more I mean he it's it's funny, like the more you work with these guys over the years, they start they trust you more. They start to yeah. like you get a you know, once they they mold you, you know, they're in charge. I'm not in charge. Mm-hmm. They're the stage manager. they I, I listen to them. I feed, you know, obviously, you know, you're playing with Chris and those guys, but a, my point guy. Is John Stewart or whoever the stage His manager?
2: Name is, is. His name is John Stewart, but it was—he's such a sweet guy, and I—I I felt bad because one day a que- so we were going to do a, a question yeah. or something about Kristen Stewart, and so I said to John, I was like, John, there's this thing, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, and he's like. My kid's got a hundred fucking million dollars. I don't give a shit what you say. Say whatever oh. you want.
1: And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy And so that's nice. when I again say, John, I'm single.
2: <laughs> I'm single and I need a lot of guitars. Does she like Chubby Riders? <laughs> chubby Riders? Well, did, did he open for Fats Domino? <laughs> <laughs> chubby uh, Riders.
1: I, the Chubby Riders. Oh, the Chubby Riders. That would be chubby good. Writers. No, if yeah. you the Chubby Riders.
2: But uh, so enjoy, enjoy it. Uh, it, did it have all the episodes aired yet? No,
1: January fifth.
3: January fifth. Yeah, so you will see. And, and that, and that's that's my. I have four more episodes. Mm-hmm. There's four more. Two a night. Two a night. Double play. Double play. And I, I do have my anxiety regarding these next four. Would be, I want to keep the goodwill going that I've, mustered up with the help of my editors. Of course, it's not just me. I just don't know It's like I, I I, Look People say enjoy it No pun intended uh, Have fun Sit back in the process And and I'm not I'm not I mean I get I don't feel bad I'm Like I said I'm not depressed or anything mm-hmm. But I'm not It's very hard it, 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 Knowing that Because it's each week It's not It's not I'm not comparing it to a movie But you have a movie You're promoting 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 Boom It's out Then you kind of like Alright there it is I feel like every week with this one, it's the first season. It's different, you know. I gotta even. I just feel like I gotta get out there and and promote it. So that takes time away. You should do the Nerdist podcast. Well, <laughs> oh yeah. Where do I sign? <laughs> but it's. I, I don't know if it's. I, I I just feel like I don't know every week. It's kind of like it's, after this. Once this is done, January fifth, I'm gonna exhale. I don't care about my half-hour special, what they do. I don't care about edits. You always hear comedians say, hey, I don't care. I don't like how they... I don't care. I just want to get through this, breathe, because whatever I do next, I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I don't want to feel like I have to win people over. I just want to be Brody, nice guy. Hopefully people know me. And I don't... Instead of having one-third of the audience who gets me, I'll take two-thirds. That will be the thing. So I just don't want to have to just let me stay in the just keep doing what I'm doing and I feel like I'm not there yet I don't want to celebrate because yeah. I feel like hey I got four more episodes I don't I mean it's pretty heavy stuff I don't I don't want I personally I don't want to do heavy stuff like this for a while if ever again yeah. but then again you know what it's actually not that heavy and that's me being too close to it. Me being in my head, having anxiety, all that stuff. So I just want to get through this and I tell my friends, I tell everybody, it's like, so let me get to January 5th and let me breathe. And then we'll all be out there. All these things that I had concerns about, like how I look, whether you think about my beard or this. I mean, I talked about things so far on this show that on the 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 TV show that I'm not saying it's like completely out of my system and it, it healed me, but it's 50% better. Yeah. You know, it 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 feels a lot better. So there's still a couple more things I want to kind of just get it all out there and it's like, okay, that's who I am. Now we're good. Now I'll d- get back to positive energy. Yes, you got it. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're you're bearing
2: all this shit about yourself and you're like, I wonder how my beard looks.
3: <laughs> well, that's what goes through my head, you know. That's I mean, that's that's the that's the craziness that that I think a lot of people think that. And then you think about being on TV and you see all these people, a perfect beard. And I think about it. (laughs) Do I? It's like you, and you start, okay, you're going, you're thinking. And then you're, it's like Brody, go on a walk, go on a hike, get out of your head a little bit. So it's just a lot of things, you know, these are just, I have everything I'm going through or everything I'm feeling, everything I'm feeling is probably been felt by, you know, I'm not, yeah. but it is a unique. I, I, I It is a unique situation
2: to me. Well, it's fun to feel special, but it's also fun to feel a part of something. I'm not alone. Not alone. Yeah. To, feel, to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm unique in a way, but I'm also not um, isolated. I,
3: like I'm connected to other people well, through this experience. I'm, well, I'm saying unique in a sense that going through this show, it's, it's not like. You know, it's not Brody's sketch show presents. It's like these aren't these are like I'm yeah, I'm burying myself and it's freaking hard, you know, but I went for it. You know, I I I took this show. I threw it all out there really pushed and the editors have done a great job. The writers, Joe Wagner, Tom Sharp, Mike Gibbons, love Zach, the editors. Wagner, Tom Sharp, and we fought. I'm telling you, I fought with Wagner. I, uh, you know, to this day, and you know, it's it's strained. We there's relationships strained as a result of making this show, which is probably, you know, it could be a good thing actually, because it's maybe it's a wake up call for some people. Maybe it's a wake up call for me. For hey, the next production, if I do, or if I'm lucky enough to do something. We're going to have ground rules on paper set so everyone kind of – we don't go through this. The you know, We don't need to go in the red zone. We're over 40 or – I say that to me. But no need to. So you, it's all about learning. And I, I know some people I had problems with. I keep track on them, and I know they've kind of – you know, sometimes conflict is good. I, I – I, 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 you know, it's just a weird thing it's just – You just learn from it That's all You gotta learn You know And uh, it was hard It was hard That's the best thing you can do It's
2: the best thing you can do is learn and try not to repeat mistakes. I don't want to repeat. And make new and innovative mistakes, and then learn from those. Yeah, then, then you keep going. Yeah, make mistakes. Share those with other people and hopefully they benefit from Can't your fuck-ups. And... wait
1: to see what sort of new mistakes I make in 2014.
2: <laughs> well, but you will, and we all will, and that's just part of it, you know? But as long as you can...
3: But you don't want to keep making the same mistake. Right. No, no, no. You that's... want to make new mistakes. Yeah, new, brand new Create mistakes. trailblaze
2: yeah. mistakes. Mistakes at no
1: one's ever thought of. At, yes. least, at least
2: that represents growth yeah, That's true exactly i mean thank you you're always going to make mistakes no matter what you do you're always going to fuck something up and that's okay there are the things you will want i fuck mess up.
3: myself up that's the problem yeah
2: well i wish you a uh i wish you a good 2014 and i'm i'm so happy that you're that you know that you're feeling better and i hope that this new pulling yourself off the klonopin and they're gonna
3: put. Are you gonna be on something else? Or you? Just... No, I mean, I take Lamictal. I take the safety net. It's a mood stabilizer. It's the number one bipolar maintenance medication. Side I effects may include that.
1: nipple droppage. Who and makes cocc- that? A Pfizer. Shitage. Who makes that?
3: Could be Pfizer, or Glaxo, Klein, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to be one of these drug companies. But I, 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 I take that. Side I effects may include
1: that. eye farting and tongue removal. Eye farting would be. I don't know if I'd take it. If the eye farting was a, I get an eye twitch once in a while, like yeah. a spasm. Well, I I'm do too, there. but I think I don't think that's related to the But medication. I will
3: say this, Chris: working help, and that's not even work. Coming down, you know, being at at midnight, it helped me out. Don't it? Don't it? Gave me more confidence to walk around and say that, hey, I've been a part of at midnight. That feels good to say that, you know. And I see the buzz, I hear it, and. So I want to say thank you for that. Oh please, thank you. You know, so don't you know you've helped in my recent, you know, growth. But yeah, I just like uh, it's fun to fun uh, vibe over there. So.
2: Side effects may include lung vomiting <laughs> and diarrhea,
1: <and byuria, laughs> which is a shitting on both genders. We'll see. We'll see, Brody Stevens. At least you and I will on January sixth. You got it. January I'll be there 6th.
3: swiping on the lot and
2: enjoy it. Comedy Central, Brody Stevens. Uh, thank you for coming on. I'll see you in a week and a half.
1: Yeah. Two weeks. I'll be week there. And a half. My call time is, uh, I think, 4 o'clock. I'll nice. Good call time. I've gonna... got a half hour chit-chat a little while before they load in the audience. Load in the audience. I love and, it. Uh, we'll give you a little
3: time with them before we come out and start the thing.
1: 15 yeah. To, yeah. to 25 minutes. 15 to 25
3: minutes, minutes <laughs> would be a good yep. shame. <laughs> it's really... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, this is a uh, great time here, guys. And for your, for your sake, I hope they don't split the 818 area code, because that would really fucking Are they it. talking about that?
1: Well, it's a lot of people out there. Oh.
3: It's a lot. i got to go talk to my congressman.
1: All right, Matt. You have a soothing voice. Thank you, Brody. I appreciate that. I think uh, America also appreciates that.
2: Oh, you should say enjoy it. So then, we can end the show. We can end the show the way that we normally end the show. Okay, ready? Enjoy it your burrito.
1: That doesn't really make sense as a sentence. Why? Enjoy it your burrito.
2: Well, I was saying enjoy it. Not, yeah, dot, I get dot. what you were the trying to do. Just, I got it was basically but I feel like
1: with Brody's cadence, we could even just you get think... a nice enjoy your burrito out of oh, it. Oh, you're saying double. That's could I'm be just too saying. much
3: Brody. See, that's where it could be too much Brody.
1: <laughs> I like the first step. I'm willing to,
2: you know, spitball it. I wanted to take the catch I wanted to take the catchphrase of the show and then
1: like just Yeah, you know what you do? You say you say to Brody, you say uh here's a burrito. And then He'll say enjoy it, and but it'll then, be like a flip. We'll flip it, because we're not saying the catchphrase anyway, because you're throwing an extra word in there.
2: Okay, so here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll have Kyle from the corner shout out, hey, here's a burrito, and we'll all say enjoy it. In, uh, okay, oh, okay, ready?
1: I like that. Kyle.
3: Hey, guys, here's a burrito. Enjoy it!
1: It was really good. <laughs> That's how you end a show. Yeah.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one, but two trials that ended in hung juries and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law & Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.